Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Here is this, like an 81? Oh, didn't see you guys there. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Nice to see you. We're the Gordons. Uh, this is Top Chef, season 17, All Stars, the After Show. The After Show. A little taste of the Gordons. Uh, this is Dave. He just shaved his face for the first time in three weeks because he kept getting food stuck in his beard. And this is Anne. She didn't think I went far enough. She's my personal groomer. That's true. Yeah. You could have gone further. Yeah. Not to be rude. I didn't want to go overboard. You guys, hi. It's It's been a day. And by a day, I mean 37 days, 57 days. Not sure where we're at in this whole pandemic quarantine times. But we're here to escape, to feel, I don't know, just like to, let's just. Let's yeah. just get loose. It's it's still Friday. We can still celebrate. It is Friday. Let's yeah. talk about things that are, I don't know, not a quarantine. Sure. Let's talk about things that are tasty. And let's talk about Top Chef episode three. It's called Stroke of Genius. I don't like the word stroke, but that's like a personal thing. Um, here's what you're going to get in our show today. We're going to talk about a fried rice cook-off that has hot Cheetos, whiskey, candy, sad watermelon, frog legs three ways. And then we're going to talk about how the chefs classed it up by creating dishes inspired by pieces of art that they saw at the Getty Museum. And the only thing Baroque was the judges' <laughs> minds after they tasted some of these delicious entrees, except the loser's heart, also Baroque, after a juiceless chicken faux pas. Double zing. Thank you. I mean, you knew I was going to whip out a Baroque joke. Had to. I don't know what Baroque is. I learned a lot this episode. It's not period. about food. It's a period. Okay, sure. so we're going to talk about all this stuff. We're going to talk about winners, losers. We're going to talk about the actual winners, losers. We're going to talk about um new segment we have called Nom or Not. Would you eat this dish? I we'll mean, see. Most of them, I feel like, yes, for you. Yeah, I have more dietary restrictions. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please give the video a thumbs up. Don't think we don't look, because we do. And uh, we're also here for any chat. We want you guys to chat it up with us. Talk to us. In the comments, talk, ask us questions. We have a lot of guests coming up as the rest of the season goes on. We have some special guests that might burst in today called a three-year-old who will not go the F to sleep tonight. Um, that's where we're at. Comment, download on iTunes, just be our friends. We would really like it. We need it. <laughs> we need friends. We've been talking to only each other as grown-ups for, I don't know, the last three weeks and a bunch of tiny people who live in our house who are jackasses sometimes. Anywho. Moving on to more, more appropriate is it opening wine Subject. while you talk? Yes, it is opening wine time, so that's exciting. Let's talk about our first segment, which is the taste of the episode. What dish does this episode remind us of and why? Oh, quick shout out. Yeah, I just want to also say we're back with the Fox, and we, we enjoyed our wine so much last week that we pulled out another one. This is a Sauvignon Blanc yeah. from the Vogelzang Vineyard. You know what? It's in Santa Barbara. The point is, Fox and we love you, and we're sending you this video. Please send us wine. Thank you. It's a bad, scary time. Please continue watching. And if you're not already, then... Sure, soon enough. Anywho. Well, we'll send it to you. So 
taste of the episode. What dish does this episode remind us of and why? If you need time, oh, I was going to say, if you need time, I can go first, but you seem to sure. I think it's, um, I would go with a sloppy joe. Oh boy, do tell. Um, I, th- I think. A sloppy joe. And yeah. do you mean that in a good way and a bad way or just a bad way? Um, I think it was tasty as sloppy joes are. It's tasty um, as all get But out. sometimes, you know, we eat with our eyes and that, that, ah. that was the idea. That was the idea, and it, but it got a little sloppy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it was because the chefs were tasked with recreating or creating a dish that reminded yeah. them of art. Being inspired and by. Some of them were able to edit themselves, much like a good artist will do, and some of them were not, and it got a little bit sloppy at times. I feel like that happens a lot with the not editing. This is a recurring theme. It happens in episodes where they're asked to recreate something visual. So this is where the beef is that Dave, the beef. Dave doesn't like when they have to do visual concept things because you think it takes away from the food. Um, I, I think, love it. I think it's great. I think anytime you have to harken back to a personal experience or a piece of harken, yeah, I mean, no, no, it's a word. It's the opposite <laughs> of doing it wrong. It is a real word. Or you have to interject some sort of personal experience. They look for a dish that they want to make, Can and I then miss? they sure, Thank and then they tie back how it right. somehow no, connects. But some of them definitely, I, but some were inspired. It gets an eye roll for me. But it, it's inspired when the food tastes good. It's it's, eye roll. Yeah, it's, it's an eye roll. Though. Here's, here's my, my take. Um, to me, the dish this reminds me of, it's kind of, I'm going to give you like a type of... This is... Things are not going well with wine opening. Wait, we're giving up? No, I'm just going to... I don't want to... Wait, you know, it's too much for distraction anyway. I really want the wine. What did it, dis- what did it remind you of? <laughs> so it's I a know kind, a trick. It's a, kind of, it's a kind of dish. It's a type of dish. This reminded me of a high-end museum entree. But what I mean by that is these things are usually of the seafood variety. They are sometimes inspired. They're sometimes off the mark. They're always expensive, but overall they're satisfying because of the experience. And that's what this episode reminded me of. Do you, were you impressed with That was great. Thank you. Because I had one second to think about it while you were taking our child pee for the millionth time. Because... To me, this is the first episode this season. It's the third episode, but this is where I feel like this is a Top Chef episode. Great quick fire, great guest judges, people showing us their stuff. Tiny bit of drama, like I still want more drama. They and hinted at it in. and then they dropped it. For those of you. For next week. Well, even for this week, they, they set up yeah. a gender war that never materialized. I have thoughts on this. Sure, please share. It's actually better that we didn't really have time to talk about this. because we Yeah, we're, now, we're, now. now we're learning each other's opinions for the first time. This to me was the first like episode. first date. Oh, exciting. We should drink whiskey, though. Speedball, anyway. Yeah. This was the first episode to me that felt like Top Chef. And I think, maybe, and I feel like this has happened in the Masters before, or in, thank you, shall we, on camera? For those of you who were clinking our glasses. Same size, totally fine. Welcome to the shit show. It's, mm-hmm. uh, can have several different meanings, depending on how you interpret it. Oh, there's a lot going on here. Oops, I mean, we love it. Send us more. <laughs> the point is, this felt like we were getting into it. I feel, and I feel like sure. the all-star seasons before have taken a second. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's like a counter- stride to actually feel like a top chef season. And it's counterintuitive because you think this time you're loaded in by knowing everyone already. But sometimes, I don't know. It's just, it, this takes one the, hit it, it takes the show a couple of yeah. episodes to hit its stride, I think. Um, okay, so let's talk and about... Even in an, even in an all-star season, there's usually some, a little bit of dead weight anyway. Some of those people are like, I, how did you get that? I feel like there's but, not horrible amounts of dead weight now. Someone sadly went home this time, who I wouldn't even classify as dead weight. I, know someone I don't know if he would have risen to the level of all-star under normal circumstances, though. You think they're running out of people? No, I just think that he's nice. <laughs> he's nice. And he has a story. They want people with stories. And yeah, people who, like, who have a notable, oh, yeah, the guy who gave up his immunity. I remember that. Yeah, guy. like I want to. We're talking about Jamie, him. obviously. 
he went home. You know this already. You're watching an after show. You watch the show. This is the after show. Okay. Let's talk about- Because if, if you want it, just because you want the spoilers. You've come yeah. to the right place. Yeah. Let's talk about the appetizer, which is where we recap the beginning of the show, which is the quick fire. They do a little, you know, we can talk quickly. They got, they gave Kevin the gloat moment of winning the last episode. They gave Stephanie the, what I think actually did carry through the episode, which is Stephanie's in her fucking head. Like she is in her head. Which is, which is weird. She made one bad dish. She made one bad judgment, but now she's, she's she in had, her own head. Didn't she have something even before the Indian nacho gone wrong that was not great? No, I mean, she had done really well the, the, the prior episode. Right. I just want to share with everybody, um, we're eating mozzarella sticks tonight. It's a high-low. So it's a high-low situation. High-low. I don't know if it's because of our current circumstances that brought me to these mozzarella sticks. Or I, just, I brought them to you. I got them at Trader Joe's. Or just because I love them, but that's what we'll be noshing on as the, over the course of the hour. I think being a food two. person means you have to like high-low. Dave Chang, what is, there's something really garbagey that he loves. Domino's pizza. Oh, God. I'm not here for that. Anyway, quick fire. Make amazing fried rice with your stamp on it. Guest judges, Randall Park and Ali Wong. Yes, please. Also, they weren't promoting, I mean, like, maybe when they filmed it, it was like, when the, I just thought the timing was weird to have them, like, come together but not be promoting something. She's such a foodie. She is. And maybe, yeah. I guess he, he is. is actually, yeah, I guess he is true. as well, but, you know, she's just been on. delightful. She's made the rounds on all the food shows without necessarily promoting anything. She has? She, she did on an episode of Ugly Delicious as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot went, about that. Yeah. Um, Inside Baseball, I can tell the editor from this episode, because usually with reality shows, it is a different editor every time, and then the same, you know, overall producer will kind of skin them, and sometimes they'll be like a finishing editor, but you can tell the way an episode is put together is usually like slightly different, and this was an editor who did understand comedy, because there was, they left, it was just, it felt <clears throat> looser in the edit in a good way, they left like the, when it, when the chair made a sound, when Needy went, oh, excuse me. And like, the, like, there was like a fart joke. There was like Ali Wong saying, I have to go to the bathroom. Like they let it get a little looser in this. They let Padma make a joke? Padma. <laughs> Padma. Yeah. Padma. We're available for comments of how you pronounce her name correctly. <clears throat> and also we know we don't want to just totally troll her. So know that when we troll her, it's not trolling. It's, it's out of love. Yeah. We... We're just obsessed with making fun of her. <laughs> Correct. It makes us feel a little bit better. But at the end of the day, we do love her. She's delightful. So, you have to do the thing at the beginning of the quick fire. I don't love this. The rush, the table, the bum rush the table and shove each other. And yet never, somehow three people got frog legs on purpose. I mean, they, they, that means that they made a mistake. There was too many frog legs. There, we are still in the zone where there's almost too many people still. So, yeah, entire people 13. don't show up. Lisa, in an episode, barely at all. There's 13. Lucky 13 I did. Left. I did like her, her, uh, her dish that she created. The fried rice? No, jumping ahead We're or, not there or teasing, We're teasing not. ahead. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So for the quick fire, Kevin made bachelor fried rice. Wieners, I did like his wiener bit. But again, that was like comedy. Cheetos and whiskey. Would you eat that? My, it's like, How does the whiskey work? It probably doesn't. It's probably just an excuse to, to say, say that you're using whiskey. Wow. Um, it, my instinct is that it, it would probably be delicious just because you're throwing together so many delicious things and mm -hmm. you get drunk or, you know, Ali Wong's a stoner comment and you, yeah. get, you know, There's lots of comedy. smoke a little before it's time to eat and it's probably delicious. Weird, strangely compelling, but delicious. The bottom was Jamie and Nini. Oh, sure. I forgot he was on the bottom. Yeah, he did not have a good Yeah, episode. I mean, uh, the, the quick fire doesn't actually count for anything to me. Other I than you totally get, disagree. No, other than you get immunity, but for anyone else, it doesn't matter no, no, if no. you're in the bottom. 
No, I, d- I disagree. I think that when they're making, I mean, it's not like Great British Baking Show. We'll talk about that for hours. Different show. When they're making their decisions, if you won the quick fire, but you were like not great in the elimination, that will factor in. If it's you never once been buff, mentioned. It's back here. It might be in the back it's of their mind. Their it might brains. be subconscious. It might yeah. be in their lizard brains, but it's not something that they openly talk about as being part of the- They closedly talk about yeah, it. Maybe behind the scenes, but- Nini's sad watermelon made me sad because there's just no way that pineapple works in fried rice. Probably oranges <clears throat> or other citruses. Mm, strawberries, no. Like, I'm just like, no, it doesn't work. Or just part, the chunks. It was the chunks too. Part of the problem with the bum rush as well is that it doesn't, even if you're rushing the, like the cabinet and the pantry, yeah, you can still sort of conceive things. When you're rushing into a pile of 13 people and she's like the smallest one. Yeah. She's... <gasps> Size did matter. She size mattered. She's yeah. not thinking straight, yeah. and I don't think she actually even wanted to grab the watermelon, and she did. And here we are eating the strangest, it. possibly most disgusting fried rice dish that ever has been created. I mean, just for me, from veg times, vegetarian standpoint, frog legs. Is it like chicken? Well, you, you've had frog close legs. enough, yeah. Ugh. Dave's had like every kind of meat. He's well, his passion for meat is truly centers around biltong which is Australian, nope, South African beef jerky, but not beef jerky, other jerky. No, it's, it's, it's beef. Oh, it is? I thought it was other things. We went no. to a Biltong store in New York, Lower East Side, great place. Um, winners of the quick fire, Kevin, that was a party in my mouth. Eric, Eric Karen. Yeah. Yeah, so Eric did like a, solid, a P, what's was it, it PB&J or just peanut butter? Peanut butter and jelly. There was a jelly component, yeah. so he did a PB&J rice, which is, which is interesting. I would be curious to try it just because he like intrigues it's like me. Pad Thai. Yeah, it's a peanut sauce. It's not compelling on on his face, but because he's making it on his face. On it, oh. no. Well, on anyone's face, maybe. I don't know, <laughs> what if you just maybe our one year old? But that look good? Um, but because he's making it, I give it the benefit of the doubt. It makes me want to try it. But is that is that jumping ahead? That wasn't going to be discussed. We're right? talking about peanut butter and jelly fried rice. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about things we would or wouldn't eat. I oh. don't know if that was going to make the cut. That's all. Oh no. Yeah. It's it's this is loose. Yeah. It's unstructured Loose, with structure. Loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. But structure. And Karen's was legit and it had it like it got a rare Padma compliment. Yeah. Kudos. So so good on her for that, yeah. And look, it's editing, obviously. They probably say a lot more than we actually see at the tables when they're going around, but how much do they talk? Are you allowed to talk about it? What do you mean? Well when you were when you were sampling the cuisine oh they talked did to you they did yeah. the chefs talk to us a lot no 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 did you did you happen to see the chefs oh yeah talking for hours on end uh, like pretty they, long. Get, they had to turn the table over and they wouldn't leave they were well you to, ours no. was a know exactly ours was the cafeteria style sure no I'm so kidding. they did though they talked a long time and then each judge you know the cluster of judges went to each one separately just so know they take their job very seriously i mean we were probably taping for four hours yeah for what will end up being 15 minutes a show at the most at the most with interviews and stuff yeah anyway okay so the winner of the quick fire and the winner of immunity most importantly kevin kevin gillespie he's your boy he's my boy he's on a roll he's on a roll he won last week he wins a quick fire this week he has a he has a point of view it's it's a little bit sloppy a little bit messy he easily misses the mark um, but he, he tries Is stuff. he the owner He's of the right. hammered tuna from episode one? Yes. Yeah, he had, yeah, he, or th- swordfish. That was a leading question because I knew the answer. Yeah, swordfish. The answer is, well, either way, he, he overcooked a, you know, a 
a fish. Do you want to lose an outside fire? A, a fish, fish steak. Do you want to move on to the main course? Yeah, I think we should. Main course is a challenge. What was the challenge? The challenge. We talked about it. We talked about it. Um, they sent the they they sent the remaining contestants mm-hmm. um, to the Getty Museum, mm-hmm. which is probably the most beautiful, place. beautiful, famous museum in all of kind of boring art. So here's, yeah, I mean, we'll get into this, but cool I, couldn't, I couldn't care less about the type of art that's featured. I like art. I care a lot about it. The Getty, you mostly go to for yeah. if there's a specific exhibit or that has event. come through an event and the view. It's amazing. Yeah. Art, eh. So there's not really that much difference between <clears throat> Baroque, Neoclassicism, Renaissance, Rococo. Truly, there's not. Like if it was like postmodern, like modern Asian art, art yeah. from the, the Ming Dynasty, blank and blank. But these were... They were basically just yeah. a bunch of Italians who, you know, it's like naked, naked hot people, naked been, hot people, naked thing around. Right, but well, one guy might have made a picture. His great grandfather might have been a picture, different category, and his son might have made a picture, different category. But True. A lot they're of all pastoral. But they're all basically yeah, so these are beings. Yeah. So I. So they they put them into groups, not teams. They were actually groups that were competing against one another. Each of them were assigned a different type of art. So we hit on them. They're we had on them. Things I, I literally had never heard of. Rococo? You've heard of Rococo. No, I don't think I had. I Rococo. saw, they, they showed some pieces, and I said, oh, I've seen a thing like that before. Here's my close I would have never known that's the name. Rococo, romantic and fancy. <laughs> Renaissance, religious. Sure. Neoclassicism, muted color, clean stick, straightforward lines, and Baroque, big and shelly. Big and shelly. Ta-da! Ta-da. If you had to pick a, one of those to do a dish from, what would you pick? I mean, are they all from the same Dave's place? thing is that he doesn't like abstract things. You like solid things. You don't yeah. like, like, and I'm an English major. I can explain or at least make up some bullshit about like, oh, well, Moby Dick was actually uh, his dreams, his dreams, and he would have, and then he murdered his dreams. Yes. Well, let me ask you a question, because I don't know the answers. I'm learning as we go. Mm-hmm. Were all of these things created by Italian artists? Not all Italian, but mostly. Across the thing? In the Getty. No, oh, oh were these genres groupings, groupings, yeah. No, there was a, other people. I don't really know the answer. I'll take I think the Italian like French and German. With like Renaissance well, I don't know if you can say that one of them is Italian. We're not going to get into this. We're not going to. Then I'll start Googling. There'll be a whole thing. Side note, as you know, we ride for Melissa. This season is basically Melissa's tour of LA. She's like, here's Jonathan Gold, and I live in this neighborhood, and also I worked at the Getty. This was her first cooking job. I so love her. I guess they do catering? No, they have it? restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it was a cook in the kitchen. I bit my lips so hard. When you, you heard guys, that news, you were so excited. No, and like just now with the mozzarella oh. stick. And it is like, at, by the end of this, I'm going to be like, hey, guys. You know, shout out to the people listening. I'm sorry. Or slash your luck here. Okay. So one of the, so they, they split into the four groups. One, you know, each group, three or four of them get a different art thing. One of them can win. One of them will be on the bottom. They basically, of the winners, they'll pick an ultimate winner from that. So you don't want to be in the group with more people. You don't want to be in the group with the guy who has immunity. So that sucks for the people who are in the group with Kevin. Also, I always have a problem with this structure just because... What, the groups? The idea of taking one winner and one loser from each group and putting them... Why? There's often time... Not that it matters, because in theory... In theory, the best dish is going to win. But thinking back to like our fantasy times Mm -hmm. when if you make it into the top you get points just for mm-hmm. making being a top three. Yeah. Take an, an instance like today, when we had our winner, like we said, Melissa, mm-hmm. she was in the same group as... Melissa didn't win. Um, the show? 
The episode? The episode. Oh yeah, she did it. Oh yeah. my God, you guys. Sorry, come on. Gregory was in her group. Stick with us. And he very easily might've had the second best dish of the night. You're mad because you do think Gregory's and, dish was very good. It and he didn't, good. he wasn't rewarded for that just because Melissa was like transcendent and they were saying it should be a Michelin, you know, served at a Michelin star restaurant, which I, I don't have a problem with. I just think he should have been recognized as well. Well, the exact opposite happened with the loser, but we'll talk about that in one second. Okay. So before we get into the actual, like they kind of do their concept and they go to the Getty, they're doing the noodling. And then we get like a little bit at home with them. I like when they spend these times for drama. Again, I'm a drama monster. Yeah. Not like in a housewives way, but they spend this time basically saying, having three of the women sit on a couch and basically just be like, I'm feeling unsure of myself. And it was Nini, that's her brand. Karen, so talented. And Steph, I feel like Leanne, the spirit of Leanne was there, but she was somewhere else. But yeah, she, she was would not have been in this conversation. Mm, you don't think so? No, I, th I think she's... She does, she does more, I don't know. She was very vocal about how she, how her dish sucked. Yeah, but I also think she that- She said it in front I of the chefs, I was like, or in the judges. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, but sure. her- Not you, her. Oh, no, no, you talk. This is the I, show where you talk. I'm off topic, to her. I'm off, I often get shush at, at the office when I'm on the phone. So anytime I hear a shush noise, I automatically think it's because of me. Guess where his office is now? <laughs> we're sitting at his desk it used to be very funny dining room table when i when i would tell her that my desk was being moved at work because i talked about it on the phone now she has nowhere to move me and it's not so funny anymore it's really loud anyway he shouts moving oh, on calls. That's or like, moving, moving back. so i thought that was interesting and you know you, you were saying earlier that they dropped that thread and i don't think they did i think that they set up that the women think that the men are more confident which is interesting if you want to get really, and this is not, I don't know anything, but I do think it's interesting if they took a long view of the season, it's much more rare for a woman to win than a man statistically in the seven, you know, 16 seasons before this. I, maybe it's interesting if they're laying groundwork now for women coming out on top, that'd be awesome. Well, I have an agenda. Can you tell? We'll continue. I mean, we've, we've said this from week one that Melissa is our, is our oh, pick. We just love her. So if, if that's good, the case, other I wouldn't ones. be surprised. But you, but she was not part of that conversation. Melissa? Yeah. She would not have that conversation. No, she, but uh, but I'm saying it would be, that would be weird foreshadowing to to have the ultimate winner be a woman, but not have her be part uh, of that conversation uh, in general. What if it's all women in the top? Oh, that's never happened. That's never happened. There's been two and one. It, look, the, there's very talented men and very talented women this yeah. season. There's yeah. a lot of people that probably oh, deserve is, to be on the all stars. Now we're going to play a game called Would I Eat This Nom or Not? And this is where we talk about what are the dishes the people made. Quick caveat, because there are 13 people, same, and you know, I was kind of like, again, I think this episode was great. I do a little bit complain. Again, there's too many chefs to really get into the cooking structure and the procedure that we like to nerd out at. Also, because then you're more invested in the dish because you've seen more of the like, you know what happened when they went to shop. You know, you know like you get. They spend you know, more time with each chef cooking, when do you preparing. Think so you get what number of chefs do you think you get to from an episode then get into it we're at 13 about eight that's what i was gonna say no. yes i was gonna say eight too you guys okay again i can tell you the actual names of the dishes that wikipedia tells me but i also like to just maybe tell you oh no i can't they don't even have them all um no they don't i'd like to tell you like what we call the dishes nini some oh gumbo <laughs> he's here to drag nini no, not at all. Yes. Oh, I didn't say Siri. Go nope. away. Oh, God. Guys. We have Siri, Alexa, and Hey Google all listening to our riveting conversations every day. Oh, my gosh. She's saying that. 
Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? All set. The ghost of Steve Jobs. Um, Nini wanted to do Renaissance, which means rebirth because New Orleans, because she's from there after Katrina, all the things, and she did a gumbo. I would think you would ride for this. I, I love gumbo. Yeah. And I love New Orleans. But? So I'm totally into the idea of her making a gumbo. Um, and I would have wanted to eat it. It had yummy seafood. So in the nom or not, you'd nom it. Totally nom. Yeah, but. Does it remind me of Renaissance art? Not even close. There's red. Not even close. This is where Dave just loses the thread <laughs> and he does not like, you have to make that leap. But, but I actually think that thing. was one of the better leaps but that ever But here's the thing, I don't care because I just want to eat the food. Yeah. I don't want to tie it to a piece of art. Okay, so this is another question then for the judging and for you know the long history we have of seeing how they judge it. Regardless of the visual challenge, which I know you don't love because you feel like it compromises what the people, whatever, should be making, even though really all food should look good. Do you think, how do you think it goes on Top Chef when there is a specific challenge and the people either shoehorn in what they want it to do or do the challenge? Because she did I mean, the challenge it's, to a degree. Yeah, like, it's somewhat subjective, but I think that- as I feel long, like they get mad when the people- There are times when people just totally, totally, totally miss the mark. Like they yeah. can't eat- they just totally blow it and they don't even pretend. And yeah. like in that part, you have to at least come up with a story, even if it's not real or even if it's not like realistic. Yeah. Like sometimes you people just it's... can't even do that much. Like I, I certainly could have done this challenge. I oh, could yeah. have certainly oh, yeah. made a dish and then say, oh yes, it reminded me of this because the red reminded me of paprika. Like Also same. Yeah. Green reminded me of chili. So, and I wanted to make a dish with paprika. To me. So, okay. So what was the best... And you can skim on this, but what was the best mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, from the painting? Best tie-in. Yeah, what was the best tie-in? Because I do think Nini's was pretty good, but I, I have another one. I, think I actually do like um, Stephanie again. Exactly. I, I don't know That's anything mine. about art, particularly Renaissance art. You I, don't not know anything about art. These types of art. Okay. I like, this, this is not you in my wheelhouse. You know a lot about other art. Yeah, yeah, this is, this, these particular types of art are not in my wheelhouse. But Stephanie, I love, first of all, I love Mortadella. The and dish alone, no matter pasta. where it came One from. of the best dishes I've ever had was a restaurant in Chicago with it. It was very similar. What restaurant? Um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it was mm -hmm. um, it was like a, a tortelloni and brodo, and it, tortelloni is was mortadella. It was delicious. And I can see where she's saying that the pasta looks like a belly. And it's because, like again, I associate Renaissance. Renaissance times with Italians and pasta, yeah, it all yeah. makes sense to me. Is she so, a pasta person, though? Not, I really. hadn't thought of her that way. I'm surprised Karen didn't make a pasta. But anyway... Uh, anyone can make pasta with a little practice. We've made ravioli. He's ready yeah. pasta. Okay. Brian, red snapper. Guys. More cruise food. Cruise food. Yeah. He just makes cruise food. He makes highly enjoyed cruise food, but well, today he made museum food. My problem with Brian. The safe level that he plays at all yeah, times. Yeah, but the chef's always right about it. Passion. And it doesn't come through on TV. Is that what it because is? To me, it's not. He's unimaginative. He's very clean. I think he his food is a little unimaginative compared to a lot of the other chefs. But I think he, yeah, he's not he's, a Gregory or an Eric. But I think he is probably a great, great chef. And so, like when you get a he chance just doesn't to taste, pop. but he does, he doesn't pop, and I, he he has this celebrity yeah. that sort of follows him that yeah. doesn't seem warranted. I don't, I don't know. We'll give him a couple more weeks. I can't wait till I get to talk about interacting with him in real life. Fully formed, fully formed an opinion about uh, who he is. I don't know if he's writing the coattails of his brother, who his brother is the opposite. Like his brother is very showy though. It's so showy that he's ah. like hit and miss. Like wow. a lot of the things that he bigger would do swings. in his yeah, he takes much bigger swings in at his restaurant. Is it still there? Ain't no, we talked about it. Oh. Mm -hmm. But 
Very some of the good. things were like quite bad, but the things that hit are like, you know. Some of the food was downright bad. Was outstanding. Like, wasn't Drew Barrymore there when we were there? No, there was a celebrity yeah. that, no, that was at like in, in New York at um, Bowery Hotel. We saw uh, her. Oh. But there was a celebrity who, like maybe Andy, no, there was a celebrity there who I didn't Andy really Hathaway? recognize. No, you knew her and I didn't, or mm-hmm. wow. recognized the person that I didn't. We'll blow through some of these really fast. Lisa did Jewish Mexican brisket. But like her as a character. Is this the eat it segment? Yeah, no, yeah. or not. I'd eat it. Hard best. I'll know. Oh, sorry, I would eat Brian's because fish and it looks pretty good. Eric, halibut and peppercorn broth. Some sort of xanthan gum was happening. Oh, I'll eat whatever Eric makes if it's pescatarian friendly. I'm into it. Yeah, so that was the xanthan was a turnoff to me, but is it and it was to thicken the sauce? It's like an emulsifier because maybe like maybe Eric, don't tell. Don't don't tell everyone every ingredient. But Tom had asked if he had used it and he oh, said he yes. Did. And I thought that, that was, was an England child when we heard that. Right? And I thought that that was going to be like a oh you blew it. Xanthan well, was like too, using like, the frozen gummy. Waffles. Frozen um, Pain but it turns sense. out he was asking like, oh, I'm impressed. This is a really good dish kind of way. Eric's legit. Leanne. Oh, Leanne. So much sweating. She needed to pray to the inspiration painting of Virgin Mary. Okay, again, and I'm like, not helpful in this. I don't eat duck. Seems gross to have duck breast and duck egg. Is that gross? That's gross. Also, it, like looked, the the... it looked... It was like, the, the egg looked a little overcooked to me, so it seems weird. Like... Just like, I don't want like a loose egg with a I don't know. It, it wasn't that right. far from like a hard boiled almost. So that's what it looked like. Yeah. And what was it supposed to be? Probably like softer, egg? or if it's if it's meant to be that hard, it's probably ill conceived. But that seemed that dish seemed out of her wheelhouse. She, I've never really seen her cook that type of food before, and so it seems a bit of a shit show. So maybe she was trying to. I said the F word already. Uh, that's that's. Are we allowed part. to say bad words? Because we did. Sorry. Um, I think Leanne, again, wouldn't say she's in her head, but you know she was mad she didn't win a, win a fried rice challenge. They liked it. it yeah, was, but she it didn't seemed a little top. too adventurous. That, to me. Really? She had, like, there was anchovies in there and some other things. I don't remember exactly. Um, that's and I'm sure it was good. good. Yeah. If, if, to be honest, I want Leanne to make me, like, the most authentic fried rice. Because I know she can do it better than totally. anyone else. I don't want her throwing that other crazy stuff She in got too wild. Stephanie, we talked about mortadella tortellini. Karen did chicken. Judges no like. A lot, no. Of, chick- a lot of loose chicken in this of, episode. I don't have the yeah, details. To me, sorry. based on what I can tell, there was a lot of braised vegetables in there. Like, like. Why did she? What? Like she escar- had I want to say maybe escrow. I don't remember exactly. It just seemed like a, it seemed like a textural nightmare. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Speaking of nightmares, Jamie sous vide chicken and then served it without jus to a French person. We well, love Ludo. Have eaten at his Mexican restaurant, which is now not open, called Trois Familia. Delicious. He's amazing. He's. I mean, he's an LA chef. He still has that a restaurant in that space, but he turned it into like yeah. A, and he has a couple other ones. It's like a prefix type of something or other. Yeah. But one yeah, day we'll go back to restaurants. It it seems strange to me because my sous vide should be protected. You shouldn't need the jus. It should be. So, well, you you would still want the jus, but it should you protect always you chicken from. With jus? No. Not always, but yeah. that particular preparation, sure. But the sous vide should have protected you from overcooking it as badly as he did. So he no why he kept on focusing on the on the fact that he forgot the jus, but or didn't have time. But I don't I don't know how he overcooked it that badly. Again, we didn't have time to see malarkey. I mean, look, he's a character. They're going to keep him in for a while because of how much of a character. I'll is. say he this. Name drops that go ahead. 
Oh, so I'm, I cut you off. I apologize it's for a, that. But it's a strange reversal. Please go on. He's growing on me. Oh. I don't want to necessarily eat his food. Um, I think what his food's him as a character is going. He's like, like an annoying cousin that like comes to the family reunions. And you like don't you don't want him to come, but you also don't want him not to come. Yeah, because you like sort of want to see what's going to go down. He's he's, he's rowdy. Out. Is he a good chef? I think he could be a good chef, but he needs to be reined in. Like I tell think you he what, needs his vibe, to re- is, his vibe is creeps. Yeah, I think he needs to like totally reset. I don't want to eat any of his food because it's just too much. Does he feel nineties? I don't want. He feels nineties, early two thousand, totally. Yeah. But he I, I think is he like has the human the chef component of hey now you're an all star, right? Yeah, he's uh, a, did he's, I nail he's it? The Smash Mouth of chefs. <laughs> thank you. He nice made man. thank you halibut French curry whatever. Don't tell me you made me a halo of halibut when there's not a circle to be seen. Put the halibut in a circle. It's not round. You can make some. You heard me say this when we were watching it. Yeah. I, You're over it? You're defending, you ride from a lark? No, what I, what I thought was funny is he actually had a, a picture of the painting. They all did. Taped up on his station. I didn't, oh, God. He's so extra. In order to recreate something. And it if if... You didn't set this up for me. I would never be able to possibly guess that the two things were related in any way, shape, or form. We move on to Jen, who can't say neoclassicism. I've had like half a glass of wine and I can say it, and I am a lightweight. I might be able to say it, I might not, but I'm not going to try it on camera. Go ahead. It's basically a podcast with a little bit of camera. Go ahead. Neoclass. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In a shocking turn of events, she made... Fish. Fish. She, was it halibut again? Just I, for the halibut. I think she only. I think she only knows how to cook halibut. And I bet. I would say she's a one-trick pony, but that's not nautical <clears throat> enough. The thing, yeah, I mean, she's I, a one-trick tuna. Thank you. She can make. I I know without tasting it that she can make probably maybe the best halibut in the world. But I never really want to eat halibut more than maybe once a month. Once a month? Oh, I would eat halibut once a week. Just for the hell of it, I'll never stop with this. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Uh, Melissa, we're going to talk about in a second. Obviously, goddess. Would you like to talk about Gregory's dish? Uh, sure. He made a again a tenuous at best the connection to his. It no. He is he he wins the mantle for. You just wanted to make this dish. It has nothing to do with his art, literally at all. Exactly. So he's, unless I missed it. Well, he made a he made a beat a beef short rib with a with a miso I don't know exactly how like we a sauce? yeah I guess so I he was saying that he that the miso was you know a way to pay homage to the Asian influences of the particular group he was in I as far as I can tell he these was were all in Western, Rococo yeah as far as I can tell it's Western same group European, as Melissa same group as Stephanie and it was decadent I, I don't think that there was any Asian influences to be had based on my limited understanding of Rococo art but this is an example of him making a dish that he wanted to. I always want to make eat what he makes. And so I'm totally... It's, Rococo is late Baroque, so still basically the same. Ornamental, theatrical style of architecture, art, and decoration. There's nothing Asian in here. That being said, it There's French words. It sounded delicious. Everyone's he French. sold it to the judges and no somehow Asians. made a fake connection. And I, He gets the mantle of most tenuous connection, but... We love him so. But it, it didn't come up as trying to. Right? He just he just no, said it wasn't trying to. It was just ridiculous. And then Mr. Immunity got what we will call as one of our um, 
one of our uh, segments where we talk about the tastiest morsel, which chef or judge gave the best one-liner of the week. I think it's a tie for two. One of them was to Mr. Immunity, Tom saying, oh, you had immunity? Good for him. Sick burn, Tommy. Yeah, usually usually Tom re reserves those burns for really warranted situations, so it must have been really bad. And the other one, just to kind of finish out this, uh, this sub-segment of our tastiest morsel segment was the this week's Padmitude. Excuse me, so she, uh, it wasn't a dish. It was a collection of ingredients. Yikes. Yeah. No one wants to be on the other end of that. It was to Leanne, by the way. Which? I it, it was. I would need more she context. She wasn't wrong. If I heard like, that in a vacuum, I don't know if that's so bad. That was light it was bad. That was light attitude. She reined it in, because she was trying to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> she she tried to crack a few jokes because of Ali Wong. And... It was roof. It was roof too. Um, so guest judge was Ludo, but then on the whole thing with him being buddies with Malarkey and they all hosted TV shows together. They were, they were quick to say it. that it was quickly canceled. Mostly because you can barely understand him speak more so than Malarkey being the, eternal. Fair. The chef's table is a who's who of hipster chefs. So of course it was catnip to us. It was two women who run Kismet, one of which, not both, Right, but Sarah I think, yeah, is from Brooklyn where we used to live where she ran Glossary, which was such an amazing restaurant and we still haven't been to Kismet. Such we literally a, lived yeah, it's such a breath of fresh air when Glossary opened and it was like, yeah. totally took over the Middle Eastern, so much buzz. It was reimagined. Like outstanding, outstanding, like, you know, exactly like, like a, an old glass factory. You know, elevated Middle yeah. Eastern. It was yeah. so good and most amazing space, probably the coolest space. In Definitely. Brooklyn. And, um, she left after like a year to, yeah. to move to LA and start her restaurant empire here. How did she? The day she left, like, yeah. Pew, pew. So we'll go to Kismet, who's doing all sorts of takeout yeah. now. See, that's like one of the ones where you gotta, like, you gotta go and support. Yeah, we have to make sure that we can sustain her. Leanne, oh. basically, so the chef's table, is, it's good. And I'm glad they're not still using, like, they, they're in LA. There's so many great chefs here. I'm glad they moved on. It's not, love Nancy, love them all. Well, I think that the scene is is becoming... Yeah, but it's like, I'm glad they did like a hipster table. The guy from totally. Wolfsmouth was there. I'm forgetting one other guy. Also, just side note, Nancy Silverton's comment in the first episode of this is the food we want and deserve. All I've been doing is using that as a phrase for like, <laughs> for this is the weather we want and deserve. This is the English muffin that I want and deserve. because That guys, was the Zoom conference call that we want and deserve. Yes, you have to take joy, guys, in the just good, regular, cool little stuff that usually you're just like blowing by. Anyway, the Rococo team had the best looking food to me. The Gregory, Melissa, Stephanie. Totally. That well, shit was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Melissa's was, again, we'll talk about it, insanely beautiful. Stephanie's was beautiful and Gregory's, like, it was beautiful. Yeah, so Stephanie, she undercooked the pasta, which, which is weird when you yeah. make fresh pasta, but maybe, you know. So, but you from said a, it means there's a problem in the actual pasta. Yeah, that means that she probably that's blew the good. actual execution in making the pasta. But that said, those three dishes just, I wanted to eat the, you know, heck out of all of them. And they all, they all looked amazing. And I know we've already talked about Leanne's, but she literally said, I put up a horrible plate of food. And then she told the judges, time got away from her, which someone else did too. And I forget. Jamie said that as well. Oh yeah. Well, and had, dead. maybe if he would have kept it to himself, Leanne would Keep be it to yourself. But again, this is 101. Don't, yeah. unless they, unless they ask you and then don't lie. Don't lie to Tom. Exactly. That's what I tell oh, our, our three Dad Tom, was. not into getting lied to. Or spices, which no one overspiced him this time. There was no too hot Tommy this time. She didn't want to tell you that she threw the metal in her, in your 
bread started. Your sourdough started. How could she not tell me? So I can see it. Just not going to tell her. She's not alive. Oh, is that why she told me that's the truth? Yeah. Oh my God. Parenting is cool. Um, okay. Yes. Got you. Got you. Copy that. Dangerous dessert course. Elimination time. Top. Malarkey, Brian V, Melissa, and Eric. Gail said Eric's was the most exciting plate of food. So who's the winner? Of that group? Of the show. Of the show? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Melissa, she said her, she, she established herself as the, as the winning chef to me. Was, he literally said multiple times, this is a Michelin But I, I want to go back quickly to the whole yeah. Eric thing, because he was in the top. I'm just responding to this. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it I up saw friends. it. It's okay. going to be very quick. Okay. To me, this is an example of Eric making a delicious dish. He probably was the furthest from creating something that was uh, an art oh. artwork from the mid-century. Are you putting him on like blast right now or are you giving him congrats? No, I'm just trying to, this summarizes why I have a problem with a challenge like this. Mm. He made pro- clearly one of the most delicious dishes. Yeah. It had absolutely nothing to do with any of the art that he saw at the Getty. And yet the judges said, he really did. He captured this challenge better than anyone else. There was green. I love green. Also he, green in my This fish. was like a modern, minimalist. Looked like there was nothing on the plate. Yeah, it was beautiful. Post, I mean, it had nothing to do with was, the over-the-top ornate. I think look he of participated in the modernist challenge, and then he won it. So, but I, they loved it, and, and again, it was something that I wouldn't necessarily think I wanted to eat. But oh, the, I the wanted degree to, eat it. to which they loved it made me really want to eat it. I want to eat many of the things he makes. Um, Melissa's dish was lobster wonton with shellfish consomme and charred allium oil. I looked it up, guys. It's garlic. Well, just say garlic, I mean, but yeah, whatever. And also just some vegetables. But like, let's talk about, there was like little peas in the pods. It was, it just, was beautiful. I wanted to eat the, the crap out of that so broth. I we usually do like it. a sub-segment of like, who's the real winner? To me, it's still Melissa. Well, but like I said, like, I think nailed it. the way that they just fawned over that dish Normally, they save that for the finale. I know. So the fact that, that was they like were, finale level fun. Yeah, they fawned so yeah. hard. It just made FLF. me think that she might be on a slightly different level, even at some of the other really top contenders. Where is her restaurant now? Do you remember? See, that's the thing. I thought she, she was like a bot. No, that was. Um, she's not in LA anymore. I don't that's remember. Rude. She should come back. It could be Boston. It could be Boston. Let's talk about the losers. Leanne, she's sweating so much. They all were, but like. Stephanie, Jamie, and Karen, my girl. And now let's talk about immunity. Karen was in the bottom because they said Kevin would have been in the bottom. No. She, yes. She decided that for herself. No, they said it. They literally said, sorry, not to, who's Kevin? They didn't say who Eric, would have been in the, he, in the bottom. They so. said he would have been there if he didn't have immunity. So they had But to they didn't Karen. say who would have, who he would have replaced in the bottom. He was in the group with Karen. He could have only replaced, it was one from each group. Oh, but then she was never in danger of going home. She that's just true. Got stuck that's in true. The that's true. That's she true. She to be there. Yeah. Um, who was the loser? Uh, of those four, Leanne, Stephanie. I th- Stephanie, I mean, it might just be the way that they're editing the show. No, I'm saying who was the real loser? Oh, the real loser is Jamie. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I said he of the jaunty heel kick. Yeah, he's, he did a jaunty heel kick in the same coffee shop with the main Java. In it. It's so weird. It's like Jamie doesn't tr- seem to like try that hard when he's on the actual show. Then all of a sudden he's in Last Chance Kitchen and he finds that fire. But maybe that's him. Like maybe he, he writes his papers to, right before they're due. Yeah, he might just want to prove he's not the biggest loser. To me, the real losers was the loser was the fighting spirit of the ladies. I think yeah, Stephanie again, and Leanne 
and Karen need to pep it up. They need to step it up. They need to get their heads in the game and be here to win. And stop so down here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. Go ahead. I think we know what Stephanie is. I think we know what Leanne is. But I think what do you mean? in terms of, I think we know like how good they are and how far they're likely to go. Mm-hmm. But I think Karen is the dark horse who they continue to like underplay. I agree. She, 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 had a, she was a bit of a tooth though. She was pissed. a little bit. And she had a, yeah, she, she had a rough day today. Yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah. But I think overall, I think the show doesn't do her justice. Whereas I, like I said, yeah. I think we know how good Stephanie is. I think she's good, but not top tier. Uh, and I think the same with Leanne. I think I mean, she's good, but yeah. she's... You but think I, Karen has the ability to be at a Melissa level? I think level? she could, not at the Melissa level, but because I think she's like better, solid and good. But I think she's solid. You think she's better than Leanne? Potentially really? above those two and could like be a dark horse to like sneak away into the finals or something. I'm just we'll here see. to comment on how she still has pink Stickers. hair. And I like that, but that seemed like a mood and now that she still has that. And what, how long ago was she on? It's, it's a while already. Right? She has the same, same hair again. Okay, let's talk about next week. Let's see, what are we cooking up next week? What do we got going? What's in the jambalaya pot of next episode? I can just headline it for you. This is my dream episode featuring both Kelly Clark and vegetarian cooking. I mean, they literally create If I could write an episode, it'd be this. If, um, if we knew, if, if the producer was like our kid and we were saying you have to make one episode for mom, yeah. you just have, this is the 17th and season. And like pumpkin bread. Yeah, it's like, it's the 17th season. It's time to just make her the one episode and just make her happy. Yeah. It would be Kelly Clarkson. And then we have Jen is mad. Love it. Seems like more drama, but they just tease that. Leanne is sweating again. There's a whole situation with Malarkey and Leanne. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Baker's, do- well, Baker's Dozen's 13. Whoops. Actual Dozen. Actual. Next week. We'll be down to it. Yeah, we'll be down yeah. to the, the real life dozen. You guys, subscribe to our channel. Give us a thumbs up. Again, we count the thumbs down and we cry deep inside. Sad unicorn tears. Don't do that to us. Um, we love you guys. And next week, we're going to have a couple special guests. One of them might be three. One of them might be a little bit than three. It's not, it's not clear what's going on, but we appreciate your patronage. We say happy cooking and we say bon appetit. Yeah, thanks for joining. Ciao, Bella. What would you say? What? Bye. It's fine. Bye. Huh? Oh, find me online? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, Annabelle 8 on Instagram and Annabelle Walls at Twitter. Annabelle Walls. I'll tweet all about this. Look out. He doesn't do social media. Sorry. See ya. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.